Welcome to the Connected Spirit Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Dawson. I'm a working medium, spiritualist minister, certified spiritual life coach, and mentor. My goal is to help support today's modern mediums and spiritual seekers in making strong connections with their own spirit and spirit helpers. I will share all I know about mediumship development and spirituality. I invite you to join me on this journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. My next guest was born in Australia, but moved to England in 1999. She was in her early 30s when she came to understand that she was a medium and a psychic. Even after having a near-death experience at the age of 20, as well as other phenomenal experiences throughout her youth, which she always tended to brush off. Soon after she arrived in the UK, her spiritual journey really took off. She became a member of the Spiritualist National Union in 2010 and holds a diploma in mediumship and teaching, mediumship and spiritualism. She is continually finding ways to continue her spiritual progression and development. Her most recent achievement in 2018 has been being approved as a tutor at the prestigious Arthur Finley College in the UK, which also includes teaching at the Barbernell Centre at Staffordshire, UK. Welcome, Penny Hayward, to the show. Penny, it's so nice to have you. Thank you so much for joining the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And um, it's, it's a real pleasure anyway. Um, and we'll just see what happens. We'll just chat and see where we go. Yes. Why not? Absolutely. So as I was mentioning to you before we started recording, um, I became familiar with you through Love of Every Kind, Nicole Newman, and you've done tutoring out of her center, virtually, but out of her center. Have you done in person mm-hmm. there? Uh, yeah, I was there before COVID. It was right just before COVID. So I did um, a lovely weekend workshop there. It's a lovely place. And then, of course, um, I think COVID was starting um, to come out around that time and, and find its way around the world. So it wasn't long after that that um We all found ourselves locked behind our computers. <laughs> yes, and here we are still, some of us, right? But... <laughs> You know, one of the bonuses about COVID and people go, how can there be a bonus about it? Is that it's given us this ability to connect with other people virtually through Zoom or whatever uh, platforms. And it's nice. So people can still connect with great tutors like yourself and they can learn more about spirituality and mediumship and um, connecting with like-minded people. So I think there's a bonus in it. There's My husband says there's always a pony. He says there's always a pony in a pile of... You know, and I think that's the pony. That's the pony. (laughs) I know. I think so. I do. I mean, for sure, I think it's opened um, things up to people that maybe they were always going to get around to it or, or they didn't know where to start. And so having more and more things online, whether it be podcasts or... uh, teaching or tutorials whatever it is it's I think it's just really helped people to realize they're not alone ah they're not alone (laughs) um and that's so important too because when we're starting to develop our mediumship or even say I want to say even before we get to that place where we're ready to work with spirit it can feel kind of isolating and alone and we feel like we're misunderstood and 
I, I know speaking for myself, right. some of us feel like we've got nobody to talk to. We don't understand what's going on and how do we reach out? And now there's so many of these resources that are available. Do you maybe yeah. want to share, Penny, a little bit with our listeners, a, a little bit about your background and maybe some of those mm-hmm. earlier experiences in your journey that you could go, there's something else going on here. Well, I mean, you know, if I look back, now that I know I'm a medium and I look back at some of the things that have happened and how I brushed them off, I mean, wow, where could I be now if I had paid attention sooner? But I also believe in the journey and it is what it's meant to be for each one of us. So I guess like some people, I've, I've got quite a logical mind, but I'm also creative as well. And so I guess Really, I had experiences of flying around my bedroom. I know that sounds weird, but um, it must have been a form of astral traveling or something like that um, from a really young age and going out my bedroom window. And um, and I just thought that was normal because, you know, we we were read stories like Peter Pan. So of course it's yeah, of course in a child's mind it's easy. <laughs> Um, But it's not something that happens to everybody and it's not that easy after all. Suffice to say, I've never found myself flying out of a bedroom window ever again. I think I was a bit scared at the time. But, yeah, I've had lots of experiences. I always just knew things, which is that psychic ability and um, my my logic would override my, my sensitivity a lot of the time. And I think a lot of people can really relate to that. Uh, I always felt a misfit. I was always odd at school. I was always the one that was picked on and things like that. And, you know, I think you question a lot about yourself and life and what's the purpose and all all those sorts of things. And I had that um, car accident and, it was it was quite a a, a difficult um, time in my life. I, I suppose I had all those questions. What's the purpose? And um, I, I I was rolling literally end to end um, in a vehicle across a motorway, and I thought, oh, I'm going to die, and that's okay. No one will miss me, you know that sort of thing. And and um, Anyway, some very strange things happened that I can't really explain and we could probably spend all 45 minutes talking about it. But (laughs) um, anyway, the long and the short of it is I survived and I had to have an operation and when I came out of the operation I and out of that general anaesthetic, I had this overwhelming feeling that I had purpose in life. So... I was having a spiritual experience. I just didn't know I was having a spiritual experience. Yes. It was, it's indescribable, but it's palpable, that feeling. And I thought, okay, I've, I'm meant to be in this world, but I really don't know why. <laughs> um, but it, it gave me something, I suppose, to cling on to. So I started searching more for answers and I was in Melbourne and I was going into bookstores and looking in secondhand bookstores and I, I was I didn't know what I was looking for, but I was looking for something. So I did find a lot of books. And it's funny you were saying we all start out somewhere, but, we, you know, even if it's not really where we, you know, I think 
whatever it is that hooks us in is that's important, even if it's not what we end up believing later on. So I did find a lot of books on past lives and um, so on and so forth. And so it was giving me something and thinking in a different way and so on and so on. Uh, but I still had these big questions. Well, I still don't really know why I'm here. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I, I had a experience where I woke up one morning, um, bolt up, and a voice was telling me to move to England. So um, I did. That's the short version. <laughs> that's the short version. That's a huge, that's a huge deal moving to upping and leaving your life and moving to another country so obviously something within you knew that this was what you needed to do yeah well again it was one again it came with that overwhelming feeling but overwhelming in a way that is I know I need to act I know I need it's it's a positive overwhelming it's not it's not a bad overwhelming and so the the Long and the short of it was I. my grandmother was born in England so I could apply for an ancestry visa and my cousin had done it years before and it never occurred to me to do it myself and I was pretty insecure so I would never dream of it myself really. And what I find interesting to this day is that by the time I got the application form, filled it all in and it was like a phone book, like the good old phone books that are about three inches thick, you know, all these paperwork and everything that you fill in. And I got to the end of it all and it said that I had to apply before I turned 28 and it took six months to process. Well, I checked the date and it was literally six months until my 28th birthday. So I was just like, well, it's now or never get it in the post. Yeah. Um, there was a part of me that didn't think it was going to happen and I forgot about it. And three days before my 28th birthday, my passport and all the original documents came back and I, I had a pretty negative attitude. I was like, oh, I won't get this. <laughs> and there it was, the visa in my passport. So I did literally have to pack up my life and arrive in England in six months. And the funny thing is, the the goal was to get to England because of that overwhelming feeling I had to get there. I got to England and I thought, what am I doing here? <laughs> like I've got it, I'm here, now what? And um, it was really quite scary at that point because I didn't have a job. I left, I left everybody behind. I I left on my own. Um Anyway, um, what I find interesting, if you look back, the synchronicity of it is is um, I got a job at Cafe Royal and uh, in Piccadilly Circus in London. I was I was offered two jobs at the same time, and I felt I had to take that one. And I met a few friends there, and um, about a year or so later, one of them went to see a medium. And in my first year in England, it was pretty tough you know you you you're kind of on your own in a city where it's very transient you know tough to make friends and um anyway I wanted to go to see this medium as well like I heard the recording of my friends 
uh, reading and I'm like, wow. So her mum was meant to go for a reading with her but couldn't. So at the last minute I stepped in and I got all this amazing validation um, and evidence from the spirit world and I left there thinking, wow, that's just like mind-boggling, you know. And she couldn't have known a lot of the things that she brought through. Anyway, here again, I have another one of those overwhelming feelings that I have to act. So I kept getting this feeling that I had to contact this medium again. So the short version is eventually I go back. It was like as if I had this nagging, nagging um, voice in my head. And I really had no idea why I was going back. Um, in the end, it, was, it wasn't it was as flowing as the first session. And she said, you're not here to hear from the spirit world, are you? And I just, I didn't even think the words came out of my mouth. Um, don't know why I'm here. I just want to know how it works. Yeah. And, um, and that was the start, really. So she ran workshops and that's when I started to feel like my soul was being fed. Yeah. So that was, that was like, oh, wow. That's how I started to understand me more. And that, yeah, I can do these things and they're not, they are normal, but they're not something that everybody can do. They're normal for me. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was, that's, that was how it all sort of really sparked off. So I really think it started way before, but the spirit world was probably trying to get through my uh, very cluttered mind um, and they were probably answering those questions and I just wasn't paying attention, you know, until it was like, right, we have to hit her over the head. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I'm in the same, I was in the same boat, different story. I get it. But you know, what's so cool about the spirit world is people think they're, they're up here. They're, they're, they're here with us and intelligence and they're there to support us and guide us and help us discover who we really are and like what our purpose here is in life. And I've, I've heard this quote and I often share it with my students too, uh, because it really resonates with me and I'd love your comment on it. Mediumship is the discovery of self. Yes, it's proof of survival, but you also can learn an incredible amount about yourself. And through that process, there can be so much inner healing and revealing of, mm. of oneself through that process of unfolding one's mediumistic Absolutely. abilities. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think if you're if you allow yourself to be vulnerable, then you will heal a lot in yourself and you will grow a lot in yourself. And it's not about, it's not just about your human self. This is something I talk about a lot. We've got our human self, but we've got our spiritual self. And really the purpose of this life, no matter who you are, is to recognise that you are an indestructible soul. No one can take that from you. No one can possess it. No one can um, control that. And, um, And that is what continues on beyond this physical world. So it's recognizing that there's an 
indestructible part of you that survives this thing that we call death. And um, really death is just a doorway, um, which I'm sure is a quote by many people whom I, I can't even think to, to <laughs> quote, but it is, it's a bend in the road, which I think yeah. is what Arthur Finlay said. Yes. Um, it's a, it's a, a door to the next phase of your growth. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, the sooner we wake up to that, the better, I think. So you had said earlier in, I want to say in your younger years that you maybe weren't the most confident and self-assured and really kind of uncertain about your path, but then you could see this medium and you start taking workshops. And is it almost like this is, I've arrived, this is where I'm meant to be. I don't know what that path looks like yet, but I'm on, I'm on my way. Um, I definitely don't think I've arrived. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Um, I think it's, um, it amazes me where, where I am. I'm extremely grateful. And, um, I think, I think there's more, I don't know what yet. And maybe, maybe where, where I am right now is, is, is a part of that unfolding journey. So don't get me wrong. I, I'm never going to stop learning. I'm never going to yeah. stop growing. I wish I had more time to put into that sometimes. Yeah. But um, I also just really love seeing other people grow and start their journey too. So um, I I don't really know how to sum it up because I don't think I ever really had a destination I just found myself on the path and I was and I I've been seeing where it's taking me and I'm kind of amazed where Absolutely. it where it's brought me and um and and that's wonderful so going back to the the confidence like that is something that is still in progress but I'm better at it and I think that on the mediumistic journey, part of that's what led me into spiritualism and spiritualism is what le- led me to learn about myself. That's where I really learn about myself. It's spiritualism that teaches you that and helps you understand that um, <clears throat> if you're willing and open to it. So I think when I remind myself that I am an indestructible life force and no one can take that from me, then I have to believe in myself and I have to believe that I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. So I, I really try to not really worry or care about anybody else's journey yeah. But some people seem to like to take a lot of interest in yours. So, um, you know, if they've got nothing better to do, good luck to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, you've got to just, I would say, any kind of advice to anybody, don't compare yourself to anyone else. Yeah. Um, stay true to your pathway and um, and just remember, no matter what anybody says or does or thinks or whatever about you, 
never ever compare yourself to anybody else because their journey is their journey. Yours is yours. And I just love the um, sentence out of um, J.J. Morse's Practical Occultism, there is no royal road. Oh, I love it. And um, I think that is what we all need to remember on our journey, our spiritual journey, because it's not just about mediumship, it's your spiritual journey. And I think some people plough all their energy into their mediumistic um, endeavours and forget about their spirituality. Yeah, They somehow leave that behind. Um, but, hey, that's their journey. It's an important part uh, that you've touched on, and I just want to maybe expand on that a little bit more. People get focused on, especially when they start developing, they get focused on the mechanics of the of the mediumship, but they're not equally spending as much time or focus on the spiritualization of self, which is such a huge component yeah. to it. These two aspects are very much intertwined. Do you see, I mean, yeah. you do a lot of teaching. Do you see that as well? Yeah, I think... Um, <clears throat> There are all different types of students, yeah. and um, I'm sure when you you were on your own journey, you would have you would have seen it too. And yeah. when I was a student in groups and things, I, I'm a real people watcher. You know, I would I would learn so much just by watching the dynamics of the group, not just mediumship, yeah. and and then checking in on myself. Like if something particularly got under my skin or or something like that then I'd have to look at myself why is that bothering me like why is that why is that upsetting or why is that making me passionate you know and I think I've always myself in inherent in me has always been the why do people act like that why do I feel like that Yes. What's the purpose of that? I've always been like that. I've always people watched and I, I've always, so I guess that's that spirit, that wanting to develop one's own spirit, that yes. one's own spirituality. And I think some people perhaps focus on a destination, which is what I was saying before. Yeah. So what I found is um, a lot of people were, were giving, putting a lot of pressure on themselves. You know, they wanted to be seen by the tuner. They wanted to be picked. They wanted to get certain opportunities. And I used to just sit there and just be like, like fascinated watching. And then occasionally I'd get picked and I'd be like, oh, what's happened there? <laughs> you know. Um, so, so I think, you know, the important thing is to um, just be, just be present, be you. And if it, and and when the time is right, you will be picked, you know, for the right thing. Um, <clears throat> I think something that I found was um, I kind of felt corralled into the demonstrating route. <clears throat> and the the evidential whether it be platform or or private sitting uh road and i did do a lot of trance development in my earlier years and sort of stepped away and now i've picked it up again i'm doing it regularly again <clears throat> but i found that 
doing that development, it developed my ability to speak, to do addresses um, in services. So everything, you know, you might not know why you're doing something sometimes or why you feel pulled into doing a development of something. But I always felt drawn into the, the um, particularly the early years, the trance and also the um, philosophy side of things. But there were very, very few philosophy courses. There was one, I think, maybe two that I attended at the Arthur Finlay College, but they're hardly there. Um, so I've set up a, um, a a group, a soul food group um, on the Arthur Finlay College um, online sessions um, because that's something I would have really wanted, you know, to, yes. to have done. So if anybody else is interested, I've got those monthly soul food sessions and I pick different topics every every month to focus in on. And um, And it's not about numbers. It's about feeding your soul, you know. Yes. So anyway, I was always looking for those sorts of things, never really found it and kind of felt like I was pushed down this, like, well, you can do that. You should be up there. You should be um, doing platform work, etc. And <clears throat> through one thing and another, I, I had an experience which wasn't pleasant. Um, so I stepped back from it all a little bit. And I channeled my energy into developing um, the the speaking side of things. So what I call speaking mediumship, which is when you're on the platform and you're you're doing the address, if you develop um, with your spirit team, you can develop the ability where you look and sound just like you. Uh, but there is a, what I call entrancement and I might get shot for using that word, but there's a blending (laughs) of the spirit world. So my meaning is that there is a blending of the spirit world. I can feel the energy around me and they're inspiring what's being said. So it's not trance um, as most people would understand it to be, but it's a um, form of entrancement. So it's a form of mediumship when it's done right. And so I learned that through my spirit team while I was on the platform and I learn about the energy, I learn about ways to develop it and I try to teach that to other people. And some of that's been incorporated into the past and CSNU um, uh, development stuff that the SNU do, the Spiritualist National Union. But nevertheless, um, so I developed that and, and I've been talking about speaking as mediumship for a long time now and um, probably coming up to eight to ten years and there are people now actually wanting to seek it out, actually wanting to, to and I hear other people talking about speaking as a form of mediumship now as well and that's great. Um, yes. So. It's so beautiful. Can you talk a little bit about what the, so I don't know how it is in England because I haven't been there yet, but I am going in September to the college. I'm excited. My first trip. Yay! Um, But here in Canada, we have uh, the Spiritualist Association of Canada, spiritual, yeah, Mm -hmm. the Spiritualist Association of Canada, and then there's independent centers and churches. And some of the, I'll say speakers or 
the speaker, well, if, unless it's the, the minister of the church, but we'll call it the speaker, most of them will bring through an inspired talk that will often tie into the reading, but it will be the influence of the spirit world through that blending, inspiring their mind with thoughts or words. Um, but I have seen occasionally where some have actually written their address down. What do you mm. think about that? I question, is that really inspired by spirit or? I question that, that, that too. Yeah. So, I mean, sure, they might have felt inspired at the time of writing it. But I think personally, um, yeah. so I don't want to discredit um their inspiration when when they're writing it but I don't think it's professional personally to read yeah agreed um, what you got earlier because if you have that connection and that blending with the spirit world then they will work with you um, live on the spot and there will be no drying up. There will be no, oh, I've lost my place. I don't know what I'm I'm talking about or anything like that. Um, it It is a skill that needs to be developed for sure. It's not something that just happens overnight. So I think sometimes there are people that say, oh, I'm always inspired and you think that's not really inspiring yeah. me. Um, now I'm not saying I'm perfect and we all have good and bad days. Uh, but it's at a point now where, uh, I went to a, I'll tell you a little story if it's okay. Yes, please, please <laughs> um, do. So I, I went to, I've moved to a different part of the country. So, um, all the churches are new to me and, Anyway, I got asked to do a service at a church and I sort of thought, oh, I wonder what I should do. And I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll do, um, I'll, maybe I'll do something that I've done similar before. They never come out the same, but I, it's, it might be the same starting point or something like that and there'll be similarities. And anyway, I turned up at this church and there were people from the church that I was thinking of originally and I was like, oh, gosh, done it. <laughs> I don't want to, I, I definitely don't want to use that for, because it was so inspiring um, to like when I thought about it afterwards. So I thought, oh, what am I going to do? So anyway, I had no idea what was going to happen. So during the hymn, right before the address, I heard across all that um, singing, in my mind, I heard a sentence come to me from the spirit world. So I thought, right, I'm just going to trust and I'm going to start with that sentence and see where it takes me. And I tell you what, it's almost as though I find myself listening to myself because it's, it's, it's come, it flows through the mind so quickly that it's like you're listening to yourself. Does that make sense? hundred percent. It happens every time I do a divine service. I go, what? Yeah. (laughs) And so then, and people were just like, wow. Like, and afterwards people were sort of coming up afterwards and they were like, oh my God, that was amazing. And and so on and so forth. And that's when I know that it's really inspired and inspiring, you know, because it shouldn't just be inspired by the spirit world, but it should be inspiring or make people think. Yes. And um and it did. 
And and it even made me think about it afterwards. So I think kudos to the spirit world on that. So that's what I mean by inspired speaking and and speaking mediumship because I did not prepare for that. But it took me time. It took me a number of years to get to that level where I could have that sentence and just let it flow from there. Um, It requires a great deal of trust in the spirit world and surrendering to the power of the spirit to move through you. I remember when I first got into the ministry training program and it was within, I think it was about a year and then I was on platform. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? I don't want to be doing, I don't want to be up there. I'm too scared. I'm not ready. But she said, no, just trust my mentor. Mm. And there are some rough ones. There are some rough ones mm. where I go, wow, there's no room for ego in this work no. <laughs> because it, it just doesn't serve. But when you, after a number of years, get to the point where spirit, give me that thought, give me that word, give me that sentence, mm. that phrase that I can start off with. They do. Yes. It, it's so inspiring. And the spirit world, for those of you who have not attended a divine service, which we in Canada we call a Sunday service, through the mediumship of the, the speaker, the address is really the heart and soul of, of the service, in my opinion, and yeah. brings through those inspiring thoughts and words and teachings from the other world that should inspire those who are listening. And your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, it's to me, the address is meant to help people to understand the purpose of life, you know. And let's not forget a lot of people who go to services are in grief of some kind, whether it be the loss, um, a physical loss of someone they love, whether it be because they've been like me or you or or whoever that that are looking for answers what's the meaning of life you know sometimes people from other religions go into spiritualist services because they're curious about what it means and so the the address is is if you like a message for everybody and it should be relatable to everyone in the audience. It shouldn't be over their heads. It shouldn't yeah. be, um, plac- um, uh, you know, placating them. Yeah. Um, uh, and it it should make them listen. It should make them question. It should give them something that they can take away and think about and grow from and and understand that there is more to there is more to them um and the the communication is the evidence from the spirit world of which only a couple of people receive in a divine or sunday service yes so so that to other people witnessing that overall service, that should should be the, even if they don't get a communication from a loved one, that should be the backup that there is more beyond this physical world. So yeah. really, you know, it's it's about helping people to 
to recognize they're invincible. Yes. <laughs> they keep forgetting. Everybody keeps forgetting. Everyone has purpose and everyone yeah. is invincible. And you um, don't have to be a medium to attend a spiritualist service or to receive that guidance from the spirit world. No, that's right. And and that's, you know, I think really as well, like reading and, and, you know, searching for your own answers is what makes you a good speaker as well, because you, you want to be challenged yourself and you want, you want to grow yourself. And, you know, it's like, um, layers of an onion, isn't it really? You know, just when you think you kind of get it, there's another layer to to peel back and learn and, and uncover. So I think really that's what it is for people who attend a service, that it, it should be helping them to peel back the layers and help them understand um, what their truth is. I think that's that's what's important. I don't think that going back to that, there is no royal road. That suggests to me that whatever you understand to be true at that point in time is what you understand to be true. Yes. And um, and until you can grow further or something helps you open up your mind, your heart, your soul to something else and to challenge that um, perceived truth at that time, then, you know, you'll be ready to, to evolve from there. So just like when I first started out or I could read was past lives book and it, books and it was okay but it didn't it didn't give me it didn't really give me the answers that yeah. i was needing and looking for so anyway i could it's talk the, about it else. <laughs> me too me too but it's this journey of self and of discovery and when we opened our mind and our hearts to the spirit world, they can be very, well, they are, they are loving, they are supportive, they are, they're there to help us learn more about ourselves while we're experiencing this human, human experience. And mm. I have people will say, say to me often, well, why doesn't the spirit world do this for me? Well, if they're around and they're helping me, why did this happen? Because, and I often say, I, I always quickly come to the spirit world's defense. It's your life to live, not theirs. They're there yeah, to support yeah. you and guide you. Mm, Keyword yeah. highlight, guide. You yeah. have this beautiful gift called free will. And mm. even though, even when it moves into development, uh, mediumship development, there are people who have mediumistic potentials, but the spirit world can lead and guide you and go, Hey, look at this little avenue. What about this? And, and inspire us to take action, but they can't do it on our behalf. No, that's right. And I think, and I think that's right, that there's so much more to mediumship than uh, just giving evidence. Yeah. And there's lots of different types of mediumship and they they can like drill down into more finite um avenues and I think really people what what I think would be amazing is if people would 
allow themselves to be open to that guidance (laughs) towards what sings to their soul. Don't compare yourself to other people. Don't copycat other people. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of people that seem to be like a carbon copy of other mediums. They want to... almost you know the mannerisms are the same and things like that and and I get it that we can be inspired by seeing a really um, amazing medium work but you've got to be yourself if you're not yourself then you're not serving spirit to the fullest of your potential and I think that's where I where I sort of maybe it was a good thing that I had that bad experience with the evidential mediumship because it got me onto the path I needed to be on. And um, it doesn't mean to say I can't do the evidential mediumship, but it's, it's, I needed to be doing other things. I needed to be focused on other things. And I think when you sort of get corralled down a road because you don't know any better or there's not anything else on offer, then I would say just to everybody, keep searching, you know, keep finding, keep searching, keep looking for what sings to your soul and and, and don't think that what others are doing is what you're meant to be doing. Absolutely. It's a really unique and individual journey. And Mm. I have a close circle and that was one of the the rule, the little rules that I put out there, don't compare yourself big to anybody else. Everybody is composed of unique qualities or potentials specific to them in which the spirit world can work with them in a unique way. So don't limit yourself or limit how the spirit world can work with you because you are amazingly and uniquely you and you are special just the way you are. And I see you know, and even at times I get hard on myself too. Oh, why didn't I do this? Or, oh, I could have said that differently this way. And we get hard on ourselves, but it's allowing ourselves to still be human and recognizing we're not these perfect beings, but it's about our intention and our heart space and coming from that place of service. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's right. And that's why I talk about the human self and the spiritual self, yeah. because if you're if you're growing both, you know, then the human self rises up sometimes, but that's what helps the spiritual self rise up, you yeah. know, and then um, you know, the the spiritual side helps rise the the um human self. And you know what, while we're in this physical existence, we are going to be challenged by human feelings, human yeah. experiences, um, those those insecurities or not. Um, that we have and how we deal with them. So, yeah, you know, so long as you're learning from from your experience, and I get what you're saying, sometimes I think, oh, I didn't do that very well for that person. Yeah. Um, but that's what makes you better, isn't it? Because you you can recognise, oh, I didn't. I don't feel I did that quite right for that person. So I need, you know, I need to work on that in the future. Let me learn from that. That's what matters, isn't it? Absolutely. 
How did your mediumship progress into teaching and then you becoming a tutor at the college? Uh, well, I thought I was minding my own business. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I I just was going to the college and being a student and so on and so forth, and I just kind of found myself, um, uh, well, it's hard to describe. I just, things happened. And then uh, one of the tutors said that I should do a weekend course, which is, or a a long weekend course, which is about, um, you know, testing people out for being teachers um, at the college. It works differently now. So I thought, okay, well, I've got nothing to lose. I'll I'll sign up and see what happens because you can learn from everything, right? So I thought, well, they that that tutor wouldn't have said that to me if they didn't think there was a reason, you know. So I think that's that's what I would say to people: just be open. Like you can learn something from everything and everyone. And anyway, I went along, and anyway, I got invited to. Do, do some training and it went well at first and then it didn't go so well. Um, there were other things happening in my life and then I got detoured onto a sort of slightly different track. So I went through what is now um, the teacher training program through the Barbanel Centre. So I did that and you know what? even though it felt like a bit of a detour and a longer, harder road, everything I do in life is the longer, harder road. (laughs) Um, And, but I wouldn't change it because I learn a lot about myself. I learn a lot about other people. Um, The journey made me a bit stronger in me, inside me, not outside. I'm still a bit awkward and shy and things like that in certain situations. But it really, it really was worthwhile. So anyway, I I I thought, well, I may as well just try. I'll I wasn't gonna do it. And then I thought I'd do it. So anyway, I did. Um and each time it was like, well, I'll go for my CSNUT and see what happens. And I got through. So then I thought, oh, okay, well, I may as well uh, do my DSNUT and see what happens. And I got through. So, um, and then I was told, you know, I should apply to the college because you then applied to the college. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know that that's really for me you know? And, um, anyway, I was told don't give up. And I was, I ummed and ahed about it for ages. And, um, anyway, eventually I thought, okay, I'll apply and see what happens. And so I did. And that was what it was. I won't go into the ins and outs. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I got through in the end. So, Um, It wasn't without its challenges and it's a lot of hard work. It's not easy to get in to the college as a Mm -hmm. tutor because it is a prestigious uh, place. And if I'm honest, I I felt, I kind of felt really sad because 
I can't go back as a student. <laughs> and I really liked being <laughs> a student there. <laughs> um, so I'm sort of on the other side of the um, the platform, I suppose. But but I also get a buzz out of teaching people and I love the college and I love um, seeing people like, I, I want to say shine, like some people, you know, they come in and I can recognise it. They're like, oh, what am I doing here? And, you know, things like that. And 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 then, you know, by halfway through the week, they start, to, it's like they go ping. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh. You know, I'm not alone in this world and I can do this and there is something here to work on. And, yeah. you know, I just think that's magical. I love that. So anyway, uh, that is the short story of, yeah. of um, how I got there. But it wasn't without a lot of challenges. I mean, sure. hard work, a lot of study, um, um, personal challenges, People are people, yep. Um, yep. and that's all I'll say. <laughs> Fair enough. And, you know, when we endeavor to develop these abilities, we don't know what we're going to encounter or who we're going to encounter. And no. I, I think what you've really touched on too, which is so important for people to remember or to learn, is that you're constantly learning and evolving. There isn't a final destination. And it's really important that even if you don't know where you're going, trust where you're being guided and really stand in your truth. And just because someone does something one way doesn't necessarily mean that's the path that you need to take. And that mediumship looks different for everybody. I personally believe there should be a standard in mediumship Mm -hmm. and that we should work on raising the standard of mediumship. And, you know, on my show, sometimes I say stuff out there that people don't want to hear, but it's my show Mm. and I can say what I want. Um, (laughs) I think some of the mediumship we see, not all over, but there's some mediocre mediumship out there. Mm. Mm. And I don't really think there's a lot of proof of survival. It's, Mm. I got a grandmother here, or I got a, I got a father here and then that's it. But just because you say that, you still need to prove it. Yeah. Well, yeah, there needs to be something that's specific to that person, you know, or between those people. But, yeah, I, I mean, but, again, it's not just about that evidential mediumship, is it? It's, no. it's about um, it's about ha- helping other people to recognise that, that they're special, they've got yeah. something to offer this world, that they're on their journey and that that whatever whatever their spiritual um or and or human pathway is it's theirs and um that's okay you know yeah. so long as it's not hurting anybody else yeah. um but yeah i think you know standards do need to be raised in all walks of life in all fields of absolutely yes totally um, you know and and yeah and but i would say too that it's it's perception as well. Mediumship yeah. is is a personal perception. So there are going to be people who won't like the way I work. And you know what? That's okay. They're, I'm not going to be their cup of tea. They, they will perceive me as not being um, what they're looking for. That's fine. 
um, there will be people who will really resonate and that's also fine. So I think the important thing to remember is, and I think sometimes when when people are looking for a, a, a tutor at the college, when they're on a week there, just trust you're going to be in the group you're meant to be in and you'll be with the teacher that you're meant to be with because you will learn something from everyone. And I can safely say that every time I went to the college as a student, I said to the spirit world, I trust you will put me in the group that I'm meant to be in and I'm going to get out of it what I'm meant to get out of it. And I always learn loads But some people, they're like, I want to be with this tutor and I want to be here and I want to be there. And and they're just fighting against their experience. Just just go and enjoy it. (laughs) Absolutely. And life is about experiencing. It's a series of experiences Mm. and just be open to what comes your way. And even through some of our most difficult challenges, there's lessons, there's growth, there are little nuggets or little little gems that we can always carry with us that can not only inspire us, but perhaps inspire other people too. And I would say mediumship is inspiring. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it is an honor to be a voice for the spirit world, an ambassador for the spirit world. And for those that are curious about developing their abilities or seeing where it goes, I would say, please check your why, why you want to do it and, and, and come from a place Mm -hmm. of love and wanting to, to help because mediumship is all about healing and support and of love. For sure. Well, I can tell you when I started out, all I wanted to do was feed my soul. I had no interest in being on the platform or doing anything um, publicly. And the spirit world had other ideas. And it wasn't just that one tutor that said I should investigate that teaching. It was like as if in a period of about a month there was about five tutors at the college that all said I should do it independently of each other. So it's kind of like that inspiration from the spirit world to to sort of tell others. And, and, you know, I never thought that I would do the efficiency. Um, I never really thought that was for me either. (laughs) Every time I say, oh, I don't think that's for me. Um, the spirit world kept saying to me, I needed to do it. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And, um, and this is where I know there's something beyond, and I know I'm not coming from my own ego because I'm like, if anything, I'm like, I'm not doing that. And anyway, when it came to the efficiency, I had a minister ring me up out the blue and um and say uh and I was very curious why they were calling me I couldn't understand it and they said now Penny why is it you haven't done your efficiency (laughs) and the thing was about a week before that because I kept getting these nagging feelings in my mind and, and hearing the, the words I should do it from the spirit world, I'm like, no, no, no. If you lot want me to do it, you find another way to make me pay attention because I'm not doing it. They answered. 
<laughs> they answered. They absolutely did. And I went, uh, 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 um, uh. <laughs> and I told them what had happened and I said, and I just said, okay, well, I'll I'll look into applying and I'll see. Well, I'm I'm on that path. I'm doing the studies. And I'll see. I'll see if I get through, you know. Um, but yeah, the spirit world put me up on that platform as well. I kept getting told, you're going to work on the platform. And I'm like, no, I'm not. (laughs) And, um, they found a way they absolutely did. It's interesting how people can say, I'm not going to do that. And you end up doing that. I remember when I walked into Lighthouse Spiritual Center, where I'm now an ordained minister out of, and it was, anyways, everyone's heard my story, but how I ended up going there. And it was one of the first couple of Sundays that I had gone. And of course, there's the demonstration of mediumship. I didn't know nobody. And of course, I sat in the back row thinking, they're not going to see me, right? (laughs) Spirit's got your number. They don't don't have to see you. They know you're there. And the minister had said, you're going to be up here and doing what I'm doing. Yeah, right. That's never (laughs) going to happen. Are you kidding me? Well, there you go. But it's funny how spirit (laughs) does that, eh? They see that potential in people. They just know. I know. And, you know, I think it it does make me laugh because I, I really you know, don't like being the centre of attention. I really don't. I've become more comfortable with being that because you have to be on the platform and so on and so forth. But that's, it's, that's Penny the medium, not Penny the human. (laughs) Yeah. And you don't Um, have to be on the platform for the listeners. You don't have to be on the platform to work with spirit or to work with them, to bring healing, to bring a beautiful message, to share inspiring words with somebody. So whatever your unique journey looks like with spirit, honor it and go with it because they're going to, you know, there's so many incredible people that work with spirit that nobody knows about and they're doing some of the greatest work too. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I really, I think, let your journey unfold. There is no royal road. Yeah, Your path is your path. And the spirit world will either inspire you or inspire other people to inspire you just when you need that direction, that guidance, um, that pointing in a path. And, you know, I pity the spirit world because I've been adamant. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. So the the work that they've had to go through to get through that and prove to me that they want me there. They wanted me. I kept getting told I'd work at the college and I'm like, no. And, and you know, through that journey and some of the difficulties, I just said to the spirit world, if you want me to work here, then you need to clear the way because yeah. I'm done, you know, and it happened. So, you know, it's, and you, and that's when you know you're not um, pushing yourself into a place that you're not meant to be, you know, that you're, you, that's when you know your way you need to be. Um, so yeah, just trust your journey is what I'd say. Do you see some people start developing mediumship, but they're 
they're not going to do with it. Do, can I say, take it any further than their own self-discovery? I have met a few people that for whatever reason, you know, maybe they've got families that they're um, bringing up and things like that, or, or they're, they're, shyness maybe um a crippling kind of shyness you know um so but I and I've met a few people like that but eventually they've gotten up on the on the platform or eventually they've started to do readings or eventually they've started to do something so um I think it's all when it's the right time and you know some people like to develop their ability. They like to maybe go to somewhere like the college because it does feed their soul. It does help them to um, be around people that are of a like mind, um, that they can uh, be that spiritual self, you know, outside of their human self, shall we say. And um, and I, I love that. I think that I think if you're there to develop because you're wanting to develop you, I, I mean, all the power to you. Um, because as and when you're meant to do something different, you will. And I think some people who are there just for themselves and so on and so forth, the thing is I'm pretty sure they're those, some people like to call them earth's angels, whatever you want to call them, they're probably sprinkling a little bit of magic all around the place in their workplace, in their families, in um, their children's friendships and families. You know, they're probably those people that just come out with the wise words just at the right time or they're the they're the ones that comfort other people when they need it. And, you know, so they are already being of service. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be in this big show-off way or this big sort of productive way, you know, um, um, it can be in those really sort of seemingly small acts of kindness and um, and encouragement and so forth for other people. So I think, you know, and I'm quite certain that the spirit world works with, um, you know, writers, artists, musicians, um, movie producers, you look at some of the messages in some of the big production movies and TV shows and um, so on and so forth, some of the lyrics to some songs, you know, they are um, incredible, philosophical, inspiring. They they um, talk about other dimensions, lives, um, so on and so forth. So the spirit world work through people, through yeah. other means that aren't recognised as mediums or mediumship. And, um, you know, there's even a scientist I've been in touch with in, and he's written a book um, about quantum physics and consciousness. And um, he even says in his book that he he's certain he's inspired by the spirit world and he recognises that there should be an acknowledgement um, from the physicists that there's something to us lot. 
<laughs> Absolutely. And you know, it reminds me of this book, uh, Life in the World Unseen from Anthony Borgia, where he mm. talks about how some of the world's biggest, um, you know, musicians and songs and melodies and compositions and artworks have originated in the spirit world first and then yeah. have come down can I say, manifested in physical form, if you will, through that mm. inspiration, um, yeah. through a physical vessel, uh, a mm. person here. And so that's a good book that you guys can buy from the SNU as well, if you want to check it out and learn For a little sure. bit more about it. Yeah. And, and also, you know, just listen, really listen to the words of Imagine by John Lennon. Yes. Yes. And, you know, um, there are so many others. I mean, we could go on for hours, I'm sure, just um, thinking about it. But, you know, and even there was a movie, um, The Fifth Element, and it's a bit of a kooky movie and so on and so forth, but it's all about earth, air, fire, water, love as the fifth element. And um, and it was an... a being from another galaxy, shall we say, and um, and she sees what people are doing to the earth and so on and so forth. But it's all about, and, and in a way it is about love, but it's actually about recognising that we, we are more than this mortal coil. <laughs> Absolutely. Penny, you have been such a delight to have on the show and you have shared so many fresh thoughts and perspectives with the listeners today. And I thank you for that. And it's been so lovely just to connect with you and meet with you. Could you tell my listeners a little bit about what you have going on and how they can get in contact with you? And also to let my listeners know in the show notes, you can find a link to Penny's website where you can view her website as well. So if you want to share a little bit about what you have going on and... Yeah, what they can, how they can get in contact with you. Oh, that's amazing. Well, um, through my website, there is a contact page, which should work. Um, and that will then, um, I usually reply within 24 to 48 hours, just depending on what's happening. And um, yeah, and on my website, I've got a mentorship page. So twice a year, I do a a progressive soul development group online and I think it's half booked already for because I limit the numbers um so for the autumn session so I do it spring and autumn each year I also do one-to-one mentoring and um and on my website I've got events so I usually put whether I'm going to be doing something um uh, at the Barbanel or the college but you know, things can happen quickly with the college. You can get asked last minute. So, uh, so always check the Facebook page as well. So it's, um, the spelling of my name will be on the show notes, I'm sure. So, um, yeah. And it's the same photo or similar photo as my website. And so check Facebook, check the website, check the Arthur Finlay College, check the Barbanel Centre, um and you're, I think you're a busy lady <laughs> yeah well I try to be and um yeah and I think I mentioned the soul food sessions so um if people are interested in those there um every month so um I've done dates until December this year 
and they can be found on my profile on the Arthur Finlay College. So um, if you look up the Tudors and look under P for Penny, I'm the last one on the list, I think. (laughs) And um, and then, yeah, it'll show you what dates and times. So it's usually a.m. p.m. UK time. Okay, I am making notes right now and I will include that in the show notes so people can go right to your section on the AFC. Oh, Um, you're amazing. I'll do that. Sorry, I'm listening and making notes at the same time, Penny. No problem. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, and I try to do some online things for the college as well, like online workshops as well. And uh, what else can I tell you? I don't know. I'm out there anyway. (laughs) You're out there and we're going to include some links where people can reach you. It has been so lovely to have you on the show and thank you so much again for being on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's um, a real pleasure. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Connected Spirit. If you did, please leave me a review and a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you do feel called to share this with your friends, thank you so much for tagging me on Instagram at medium Courtney Dawson. It really helps to get the word out about this podcast so we can help more people just like you. If you're interested in a private reading or attending any one of my mentoring classes, workshops, or events, you can go to mediumcourtneydawson.com. Or check me out on Instagram at Medium Courtney Dawson. Have a great day, guys.